Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First Norge Podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual in studio by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And we're going to be talking the Broncos canceling practice here on Thursday due to social injustice concerns. Also some injury updates, who helped themselves so far in camp with their performance and who hurt themselves. So first off, Ryan... Welcome to the show once again. It's you know it's too bad we haven't been able to do a podcast in person yet with this uh, social distancing and everything. But uh, talking football nonetheless, and no football practice today as the Broncos canceled all football activities following the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin and police brutality overall. Obviously, we saw the Broncos have a, a march, organized march earlier this summer d- downtown in downtown Denver following George Floyd's death. And now, Ryan, uh, electing not to take the practice field when there's not a lot of practices left, obviously, before the season opener on September 14th against Tennessee. Yeah, this was going to be their 11th training camp practice. They were off on Wednesday, and it was one of the rare practices that Kyle Newman was permitted to attend, yet nothing happened. And, you know, big picture is I was was talking with a colleague last night, and I said the East Coast NFL teams on Thursday morning are going to set the tone. And that's what happened. Uh, You know, uh, the uh, Baltimore decided to practice. Jacksonville delayed their practice. Uh, the Jets canceled, um, and then uh, Tennessee canceled. So, you know, the Broncos met in the morning, and, you know, when they weren't on the field at 9.15, which is when they were supposed to start, they sort of figured that they were not going to practice at all. It just took a while for them to come up with some kind of official word and a statement. And as of 3 o'clock, on uh, Thursday, no, no coach, no coach Vic Fangio, no player is going to be made available to the media today, which I think is a mistake. Uh, I think the fans who support the players' cause want to hear from them. I think from the media's perspective, um, it's not it's not uh, professional on on our on our perspective to speculate on what they believe. We have an idea, sure, uh, but. Uh, it would have been good to provide some context and insight that way to provide the readers who I think are also asking the same questions. Okay, I digress. Uh, a lot of people were saying, well, this is not a surprise by the Broncos since they marched last month. A lot of teams marched last month that practice today, folks. So don't go trying to sell that BS theory. Uh, give you an example, the Jaguars in Jacksonville were the first team to march in June. Yeah, they met today. They had a vote. They said, "Hey, let's practice. Get our work in." And so, be, what's going to be interesting to me is, do they make up this practice, and also do they practice Friday and Saturday? Uh, I think it would, you know, make this statement today and then get back to work. You know, we were at separate points of the facility, Kyle. You're up nearby the field house with most of the media waiting to get in. What was started the scene up there? Yeah, so I arrived about 9 o'clock, practice slated to begin around 9.15, and usually by around then, you know, people are filing in, cameramen, reporters alike. And when I rolled up this morning, really just a mass of reporters gathered outside the top of that UC Health Center uh, looking down on the outdoor fields, we were not allowed into the facility at any point. And as you said, Ryan, you know, when 9.15 came and went, 9.30, you know, you get the sense, hey, they're not practicing today, especially knowing that they had an 8 a.m. meeting approximately where they discussed a lot of this stuff and they met for several hours, two to three hours uh, inside the complex. And 
like you said, Ryan, official word came down around 1130 that the practice was officially canceled. Broncos releasing a statement on their social media feeds saying, following a team meeting this morning to discuss the horrific events in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the many social injustices around the country, the Denver Broncos have canceled all football activities today. As an organization, we are outraged and disgusted with the shooting of Jacob Blake. Our hearts go out to his children, family, and the entire Kenosha community. And goes on to talk about how, of course, this took place in Melvin Gordon's hometown of Kenosha. So no practice for the Broncos today. Ryan, like you said, will be interesting to see if Vic Fangio elects to make this one up or just uh, move on here and make the most of the remaining practices they have. Again, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran, shifting the focus to some football talk here. And let's talk some injuries. And Ryan, Started off a little slow, but now there's a steady little trickle of injuries that the Broncos are dealing with. Obviously, Austin Fort done for the year. K.J. Hamler, he's out for an extended period with that hamstring injury. Todd Davis dealing with the calf. Will he be back for week one? Vic Fangio's optimistic. Justin Sternod, he's out for the year. Elbow surgery. And Mike Purcell, he's been limited and held out of some practices. So what's your biggest concern on the injury front, front right now, Ryan? There were 10 guys that did not practice on Tuesday, which is the last time they were on the field. You know, okay, you mentioned Ford. He's probably going on IR. Sternad, they ruled out for the year. Remember those two guys? Hamler's a concern because that's a hamstring. I'd be surprised to see him in the opener. And from a Broncos perspective, there's no rush. There's 16 games to be played. If he needs an extra week or two, um, give him that. Ty Davis, um, you know, with the calf injury, he missed he missed uh, nearly two months last year. They say it's not as serious. He said uh, to you the other day that he intends to be available for the September 14th opener. He's got to practice first. He's got to be able to test. He's got to be able to, you know, be physically fit enough to last the entire game. Um, so that, you know, those are the two I'm following. Michael Ojibudier, the corner, it looks like he's going to be out a little bit longer than a week or so with that quad injury. So he can kiss his chances uh, goodbye being a number three corner, but it didn't look like he was really working his way into that mix anyway. Uh, and then, you know, Purcell, Tim Patrick, Devontae Bosby, uh, Elijah Holder, you know, they all may have been able to practice on Thursday uh, from what Dick Fangio said the other day. So those they don't seem too concerned about that, but... Yeah, I circle back to Ty Davis. If he can't go, this is a heck of an opportunity for Josie Jewell. Uh, you wrote about him the other day. You know, what's, uh, you know, what kind of camp is Jewell having and, and what, what's sort of his mindset at this point? You know, he knows that there's an opportunity in front of him. Obviously, uh, came into the starting role as a rookie midway through the season, then coming into the last year, played the first three games, got hurt in the Green Bay game. And then when he went out, Alexander Johnson took that role and ran with it and did not relinquish it. Now it's Alexander Johnson and Todd Davis at inside linebacker with Davis sideline with that calf. Josie knows it's it's a window for him, and he's got to play fast. He's got to play loose. He admitted last year in the first year of Vic Fangio's system, mentally he was playing a little slow. He was trying to trying to get the reads trying to do all the the mental processing as the play was going on. So he's trying to be better pre-snap, especially this year. And as he mentioned, and Vic Fangio often mentions in the room, 
plays are often won in the first second of a down. So Josie Jewell trying to increase that mental sharpness in the second year of Vic's system, and he's going to need it too, and the Broncos are going to need him to do that, especially if Todd Davis is out against Tennessee, Ryan, as they're going to look to Josie to call the defense. Yeah, and, and if I'm a Broncos follower, you know, I don't feel totally bad about uh, Jewel and A.J. Johnson, an inside linebacker, to start the season if that's the route they have to go. You know, Josie has seen the injury thing work against them before. Two years ago, he got his shot because Brandon Marshall broke down with his knee. Uh, last year, Josie lost his shot because he had a hamstring injury. They had to start Alexander Johnson, and he had an interception and a bunch of tackles in that Charger game. And, and he went on to be tied for second in, on the team of tackles. So, uh, you know, Jewel is, 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 is his, his best niche to carve out in his career is, is as the fill-in linebackers, special teams guys. So, you know, they, uh, you know, he's looked okay in practice. Uh, and I think there is a lot of merit to what he's saying. Hey, you know, a second year in a playbook. Uh, offense or defense, it does help, and the Broncos figure that it's going to help them this year. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran, breaking down Broncos training camp as the season opener less than three weeks away against the Titans on Monday Night Football. And moving on to who's helping their case and who's hurting their case so far here in Broncos training camp as we're about a dozen practices in. And Ryan, you mentioned a couple of the injured guys who are obviously hurting their case by just not being able to stay on the field. But how about some guys who are helping their case? And hey, I'll start off uh, with a couple names. And, you know, when you say help their case, some of these guys are guys who are established and maybe who are going to be starters anyway. But really opening some eyes, I think. Jerry Judy, uh, as a rookie, what he's doing in camp. And he's, he's had a, a couple down moments, as you've written about too, Ryan, but also drawing a lot of praise from both sides of the football and all the coaches. Uh, A.J. Bouye, I think they're seeing what, what they got in him as that number one cornerback coming in from Jacksonville. Bryce Callahan showing he's fully healthy and moving around as the number two running back. Philip Lindsay seems to be running with a chip on his shoulder after the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon in the offseason. And hey, I know everyone cares about the long snapper battle. Jacob Bobin Moyer obviously must have been doing something right through these first couple weeks. Not that I've been paying that much attention with my binoculars to the long snappers, but uh, the Broncos letting go of Wes Farnsworth today. So obviously the UNC product, Jacob Bobenmoyer, taking control of that role. Josie Jewell, as you mentioned, Ryan, as we talked about a little bit, playing a little more free, it looks like. Justin Hollins, he'll get a a look at inside linebacker. And then finally, to round out a couple uh, offensive guys, Jake Butt at tight end, I think he's showing really well in camp. He's healthy. Looks like he's about as 100% as you could be following all those knee injuries and looking like a, a real good shot to make the tight end room. And Tyree Cleveland, a rookie wideout out of Florida, I think showing a lot early on so far. So there's my guys yeah, who are helping themselves. Whole roster. Whole roster. Hey, there's, there's 79 guys. I just rattled off like 30, you know, so you, you got a yeah. couple left, right? All right, well, I'll give you a couple of names that haven't been mentioned yet. Uh, Royce Freeman's done a nice job on third down catching the football. Uh, if they want to keep three tailbacks, uh, I would think about keeping him uh, to fill that role. And he also he plays some special teams. You know, at receiver, Tim Patrick, before he got hurt, was having a good camp. Um, you know, up front on the offensive line, you know, the team beauty, the, the, the rookie from Fresno State, 
I was kind of expecting to see a little bit more there, but it looks like he's carving out a little bit of a niche. And then on defense, uh, you know, Josh Watson is a thumper. Uh, if you need a guy to play the rundowns, he's going to be able to hit you. And then uh, you know, at corner, Isaac Yadam has had an up-and-down camp. I mean, yeah, he's going to make the team. It's just a matter of what role he is. Then at safety, you know, Trey Marshall went in as the number three guy. But he's throwing his body around a little bit. I wonder if Vic Fangio is looking at maybe using him in a little, as a little bit of a dive linebacker, get some more speed, some more coverage ability on the field. And, you know, so those, like we mentioned, just about everybody who's made a play this camp. And folks, first in Orange Podcast. Now we'll move on to the who's hurting their case. Uh, I'll start off with just a couple. I think you mentioned uh, the cornerback race for that number three spot. Isaac Yadam involved in that. Uh, Devontae Bosby and Devontae Harris. You know, I, in my mind, I think Yadam's the front runner for that just because both of those guys, uh, both of them deal with injuries a little bit. You know, Devontae Harris having some inconsistencies from what I saw in, in some of the drills, some of the seven on sevens. And then up front, uh, Patrick Morris at center. I know he was kind of a a long shot to win that battle or even be a backup of that position anyway to Schlotman and, and Lloyd Cushenberry, but he's not helping his case, Ryan, with getting into scuffles at practice and, and drawing the admonishment of Coach Fangio. Yeah, I'll digress. let's digress to Morris real quick, uh, Kyle, because what's going to be interesting before I get to my thumbs downs, it's going to be interesting to see what this team does at the interior offensive line because you know they like Schlotman. He may start at center. They're obviously going to keep Cushenberry. They're obviously going to keep Ute, the rookie uh, guard. But do they want to keep Morris as maybe just an extra little bit of insurance as a swing guy? We'll know here in the next week. You know, as far as my stock down go, um, the offensive tackle depth deserves a stock down. I'm going to throw a blanket over everybody. You know, Jake Rogers sometimes looked like he had roller skates on. And DeMar Dodson, you know, the Broncos were proactive last month in signing him once Juwan James opted out. He, he hasn't barely gotten any work with the second team. He's been relegated to the third team. And you think by now uh, he'd be in good enough shape and have a good enough grasp of the offense to get some other run. But, you know, he's got a little bit of guaranteed money, but, you know, maybe he's not a lock to make this team. But, you know, on defense, uh, you know, Justin Hollins was in great shakes at outside linebacker. Maybe moving inside, which they tried last year and it didn't work. Maybe that'll get him going. Uh, Demarcus Walker uh, started camp on the bubble. He just doesn't stand out. I, I just don't write 57's number down that much in terms of making plays in 11 on 11. And uh, you know, try and think out loud. A couple other guys. Uh, you know, the, uh, Levante Bellamy, I thought the running back, I thought he may have a shot to beat out Freeman. He was in one-on-one pass pro pass protection drills uh, earlier in the week, and it did not go well. Uh, he was overmatched. And, you know, another rookie that I think is having a real tough time is Derek Tuska going from uh, a D-end at North Dakota State to an outside linebacker in the NFL. Looks really light, and he's you know, struggling in terms of trying to, uh, to win some pass rushing matchups. So I think the practice squad will be his ticket. 
First in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. Be sure to keep it tuned to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team leading up to and through the 9-14 season opener against Tennessee. And be sure to check out the Broncos preview magazine, too. We'll be pumping that up here on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. It'll be dropping just before the day before on Sunday, September 13th, day before the Broncos season opener. It'll be packed with stories, 50, 60 some odd pages. And Ryan O'Halloran, I think he wrote a couple stories for that magazine. So uh, definitely work pick, worth picking up a copy of those. Right, Ryan? But it will be. And uh, you can buy those individually at the newsstands as well. Your gorgeous stories. Uh, so looking at Sunday, September 13th, so the day before the Titans game. And uh, you know, for home delivery, it'll be in your paper. And then the rest of the folks, uh, please uh, make a couple donations, buy some magazines, send it out to your relatives and friends around the country. Then, folks, first Orange podcast. Appreciate you listening into the show. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. And until next time, folks, take it easy.